everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 593. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Barry Mellon. And Ari is off tonight. He is um, working mid-shifts. He'll be back next week. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. BTW, um, you said it was 593. Where are we? 594? 592. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> He's gonna go and change it. But hi, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, hi Seattleberry. It's good to see you in chat today. There we go. Welcome everybody. There we go. There it is. Updated to 593. I have to update the uh the title in the layout and in the stream info. Some days I forget one, some <laughs> days I forget the other. Yeah. Look, I think I have actually gone, I think during one of our segments where I'm like, oh, let me update it real quick, you know. And I realized on this layout, I forgot to add the black overlay. So while we go through everything, I'm going to go ahead and do and do this. <laughs> and the best part is that layout is like sitting right here in, in a quick select. So I'm like, that makes things even better. So anywho, oh, we are live tonight, week of Jan June 13th. January, huh? <laughs> I mean, we are halfway through the yeah, year, are we? January. This is true. This is very true, and I hate it. Say what? I, I said this is true. Oh, oh, Mako, Mako, go ahead. But it's too damn hot for January. That's because, <laughs> that's fair. Yes. Well, that's because you and Mako are raising hell to make it too hot for January. <laughs> I see you. I see your joke there, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh. It's <laughs> we have Seattleberry in chat going. It's already almost June, January eighteenth. I was like June. Oh, January eighteenth. Oh my gosh, I can't. No, that's I, I, my brain. My brain just like four oh four error. There is a really terrible joke I could do right then and there, but I I, I I'm going to save that role for another time. Mm -mm 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 -mm. All right, I'm just gonna I I, I I'm gonna just leave it like that. <laughs> Anywho, we're alive tonight uh, for the week of June 13th, 2023, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And then we all, we're part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. Um, proud to be part of that. And they kick things off on Thursday... I really must be tired or something, okay? They kick things off on someone needs caffeine, I guess. Uh that yeah, that's it's all of us. It the the the, the, the that's the that's the trick answer. That's the, the answer to the trick question. Actually, it, it's, I, I, it's literally I, all of us. I think what threw me off is the fact that when I got my dinner I had two extra wings in there instead of my normal ten, Ooh. so I had twelve. So that probably threw me off, so Ah, uh, so you got the itis. I got you, I got you. I, I'm I'm not even close to the itis. Believe you me, <laughs> look. If I had the itis, um, I would probably, I would already be laid back like this. Okay, 
or the chair would be all the way back, okay? And I somehow jury rigged yeah. the camera to be on an angle, so. <laughs> oh. That would be hilarious. Mm. So they kick things off on Sundays at, with, at 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Orange Radio at 9. And we have a Discord. Come hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show is part of the Voice of Geeks, though, has their own channel. So come through and hang out and have a good time. And that's how we do things around here. So now we're going to go ahead and go around the room, kicking things off with Mako-chan. How was your week and how was your day? Yeah, it's been a little while since I've been on. <clears throat> yeah, so how are you been feeling? Well, last week sucked. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, you know, the Fire Nation attacking Canada. Yeah. And uh, it all, you know, coming down here because the Air Tribe was, you know, just blowing. <laughs> just tossing it. Yeah. Um, so last week sucked. Um, obviously, I wasn't on on Tuesday because of local fires uh, oh. which I could smell and the smoke was coming in and then Wednesday obviously was one of the worst for uh, air quality um, but I did make it through work barely and then I didn't leave the house once I got home on Wednesday I did not leave the house until Sunday because it was just that bad and even like I ended up um, stuck in my room that entire time. I even moved my laptop in there because I have a portable floor AC in that room. So mm -hmm. it's pulling air from my room to cool it down instead of pulling from outside. And because of that, I was somewhat able to survive um, in the house for those days and um, uh, lots of use of my inhaler. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, other than that, uh, you know, starting Sunday, I was feeling better. And then work yesterday was good and work today was good. Uh, so now I'm just trying to get through the rest of the week. Um, and, you know, joy of joys. Uh, it's supposed to rain all weekend. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Because Saturday, I'm going into the city. It's a redo of uh, bar hopping for my birthday. Because okay. I went into the city to do bar hopping for my birthday. It was like negative 17 degrees in the city. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? Yeah, it was, it was that really, really cold-ass weekend with the wind chill that was dropping it down to the negatives. So obviously we didn't go bar hopping that day. And uh, depending on what weather report you look at, it could be raining Sunday, it could be raining just Saturday, and then I read one weather report that has rain from Friday night all the way to fr uh, Monday morning. Lovely! Yeah. So, um... I'm I'm going to New York either way. It's just a matter of whether or not we're gonna be able to do much of anything. Yeah, especially the fact that one of the people that's coming with us, uh, Julian, she wants to find she wants to go to a bar and dance on the bar top. Oh, okay. 
that that pop off, I guess. I found one. There is an official Coyote Ugly bar on 14th Street. Oh, all right. I mean, they are licensing a lot of stuff from back during that time, the 2010s, I think. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Anywho, Barry, how was your week? How was your day? And how was your month? You might want to pull that microphone uh, a little bit closer to you. Oh, yeah. Is it a little quiet? Sorry about that. No, I'm talking about your, uh, no, I'm talking about your character. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, I'm oh, teasing. you mean, it, yep. yeah, mm -hmm. is, is it a little too, it's a little too far, it's a little too far away, um, <laughs> but, uh, it's fine, it's fine, it's okay, as long as the acoustics are good, that's, that's all we care about in this room, but, um, it is a, it is a very large grand hall here in the Castle of Dreams, but, um, I think we're okay, so, uh, I have really, I don't know, it's been really quiet, I've just been kind of catching up on work, and, um, playing a lot of video games. So, uh, for those who are playing Honkai Star Rail, I want to play Tears of the Kingdom, but I haven't quite gotten it yet. Um, but Honkai Star Rail, I got really into, uh, and of course, Nino Kuni had its first year anniversary. So I've been playing those games on my channel. Um, and, uh, Honkai has actually ha been having a, um, an art, uh, and craft competition. Mm -hmm. So I've been working on a cosplay for that. I honestly don't think I'll get it done in time, but it was nice to have like a challenge to work towards. Um, I'm going to continue to work towards it. It's just a matter of, I don't know if I'm going to get it filmed and edited and all that stuff. Cause that were that that's all very very you know it, it's labor intensive so um in general it's just been kind of quiet in the realm of dreams um uh but it's been i mean i guess a good time um you know a lot of just like crafting and artsing and stuff um i also figured out that i will be going to otakon so those of you listeners that are uh around here in anime jam session at twitch.tv slash anime jam session uh if you see me at uh otakon uh, definitely come up and say hi uh i also think i will be attending anime usa so uh we'll we'll see if that uh, happens a little closer to it but i've kind of made some final decisions on cons i'm attending this year so if you're also attending them let me know uh and yeah that's kind of pretty much it it's been just a pretty quiet set of set of weeks so yeah and just uh, and for the record there uh barry if you can put the, mm -hmm. the portal about a block from my house i can bring equipment to film your cosplay Oh, that would be really sweet. I actually, um, I will, I will, uh, I will definitely have to work on that. Uh, we've had some like issues with portals lately, mm. but you know, I'm going to work with my guys here in the dreaming and we'll see, I'll see, I'll see what I can do. All I asked for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, my weekend day has been the same. Well, I finally got all of the castle point photos edited. The Saturday and the Sunday photos are finally posted. And Facebook has just been giving me the middle finger when I'm trying to post the photos from the masquerade. So I'm going to try, I may have to do two separate posts of that album. But the thing is, I don't think anybody's going to uh, see them because Castle Point's only social interaction is Instagram and Discord. They no longer have an official Facebook group. They shut it down for some odd reason. And I'm like, do I really want to open an unofficial one for people? Well, we'll see. It just depends on how I feel. But there are some people I do know at Castle Point, and they're getting their photos, and that's all that matters. So, 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully tomorrow I can jump on the Kogorokan photos and finish them up by Monday. And then next week, knock out the uh, Clovercon photos. And then the best part is that Saturday I could just sit there, edit all the, the videos, and post them and be like, I don't have to worry about convention photos or videos until August. Oh, that's a nice, that'll be a nice little break then. Yeah, because we have ShikariCon then, so. Mm-hmm, Outside mm-hmm. of that, I bought a couple of games. I've been, I think I'm going to ramp up the, um, my new rebuilding Daitenshi, my computer that I'm doing the stream from. Yeah. I need to get the motherboard, the, ter- the two terabyte drive, and the processor. I've been doing it a little bit at a time because I don't want to go with too much debt. But at the same time, it's pretty manageable. So I might just pull the trigger bill. Let me just get the rest of it and just pay it off and call it. But right now, because of a screw up on my New York State tax returns, I'm still waiting to find out how much money I'm getting back. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, and the thing is, when you call the hotline, they're like, no one know, can tell you exactly how much. You have to go through the automated system. And I'm just like, Every time I go through the automated system, it says it sent me a letter regarding my return. I have proof oh, no. that I have proof that I scanned and updated everything, and it's in the system. Just connect me to somebody who can push that processing forward and give me a general idea of how much money I'm getting. That's it. If I can get enough mm-hmm. to pay off like one or two of my cards, that's it. That's all I really care about. And for those of you who are wondering, my passport uh, form is processing, so I should have it by September, give or take. And then in a couple of weeks, I will start talking a little bit more with the with the company for my tour and start and start putting the money together for it. So yeah. Ah, uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um. That's basically has been it for my weekend day. So we're going to get into some housekeeping notes here. Okay. It didn't update. Let me refresh that again. All right. Don't forget, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Click on playlist and podcast VODs. Episodes go up Thursday at 12 noon. This is perfect if you want to catch much, much older episodes that are not available on the um it's not available in the in the um Twitch archive. And our first con- and our second half of our convention tour, Shikari Con, August 19th to the 20th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a small con, so come through, hang out, and have a good time. It's only a two-day con, but we're gonna go down Friday and kinda chill. And the best part is we're there is absolutely no rush to get down there. We can literally just Wait until rush hour traffic is over and then make our way. But given what recently happened in Philly, it's going to take a little bit longer to get there. Yeah. I've been a little worried about you guys over there with the uh, 495 going down because of that gas tanker. Well, you got to understand, I'm not even I'm not even remotely close to that part of 95. Yeah. Besides in 2 months they'll have they'll have something figured out and besides, every time we go yeah. that way, uh Mako just she maps that, so we basically avoid 95 over there in general, so. Yeah, we can be right in. Say what? We can take back way, so we'll just take 70. 
which is uh, basically the main highway near me. There you go. And it might put like an extra, might put an extra 20 minutes on the commute because of detours till they fix that up, but who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up is Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our lives and stuff that we've been kind of been working on. So, Mako, who is Vlad and what does he do? Uh, Vlad, he kill you. Mm. Um, yeah, so this is the last of my pop figures from the three-year wait. Um, Oof. Oof. This is my Prince Vlad. I absolutely adore the Dracula movie um, just because it has a lot of pretty people in it. Are we talking the Bram Stoker's one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is the one with Keanu Reeves. This is the one with Gary Oldman. And um, I happen to very much appreciate Gary Oldman as Prince Vlad. And I think, uh, yeah. He's hot. That's that's it. <laughs> Even though you're not on screen there, Mako, but um, you got a little something in the corner of your of your lips. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me wipe the drool. Yep. Yes, Winona Ryder. <laughs> and what else was in that? I'm trying to. Uh, crap. Can't remember his name. That's so bad. I feel so ba- so so bad. Al Pacino. No. <laughs> no. Um. Shit. Anyway. Oh well. And watch the name come back to you halfway through the episode. Anthony Hopkins. That's there you. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Sir Anthony Hopkins. He plays Van Helsing in it. That was actually a good movie, though. Hmm? That was actually a good movie, though. It was. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, everybody just flocked to it because of the actors, but I happen to actually really enjoy the book Dracula. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I did a I did a school book report on Dracula in fifth grade and my teacher basically looked at me and went this is what you're doing your book report on I said you said I could pick whatever I wanted to (laughs) and she she, my book reports were like all over the place because when I got to pick the books that I wanted I always went after you know, something like Dracula, or I did a lot of Stephen King. And when they forced books on me that they chose, and they were, you know, small and, you know, youth group, you know, youth books, and I'm just like, these all suck. It's, it's, it's like when they tell, when they, t- when the teacher tells the students, select the book. The camera zooms in on young Mako-chan as she just snickers at the screen like Anya from Spy Family. And then you hear Mako's adult voice. It was at this point where the teacher realized she done fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) 
along with that laugh with that giggle too yeah yeah um i i the teacher knew that she didn't have to worry about what book i was going to be doing um because i would always do really freaking you know obscure things or i uh i i did um shakespeare plays once which was very interesting to do a book report on a shakespeare play and then go into high school and go oh hey i've already written a report on this so you just whip back i, I was doing things a little ass backwards unorthodox yeah I, I used to, you know, when we would be in the, uh, you know, the poetry crap during during high school, I'd be like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do your poetry. What do you want for it? Nothing. I'll just do your poetry. <laughs> you were doing it for you. Were, you were doing it for, for, for. Mary, what's that term that that, that, that the creatives use where you don't get paid in cash? What's the other thing you get paid in? Exposure, that's what it is. Yeah, you know, exposure to the elements where you slowly, slowly uh, cease existing. I didn't even do it for exposure. I, you know, we'd be doing the classwork and I would turn and go, here, here's your poem. Okay, here, here's mm. your poem. And I would be spitting, you know, five or six of them out during class time. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is just what I do. I, I, yeah, it's I, it's I, fluffy work. Basically, you were writing these, and it was it wasn't like you had to sit there and think about and create it. It's not like you had to take like whatever you had, put it in your shoe, and walk around with it like weird out for inspiration. It was like da 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 da. Here, yeah, nobody nobody really liked doing the the poetry units and crap like that. So I would sit there and I'd just bust them all out, especially when you start getting into stupid you know, short things like haikus and crap like that. Mm. I'd sit there and I'd be like, all right, give me what topic you want to do a haiku on. And they're like, what? I said, just give me a topic that you want your haiku to be on. And they would just, you know, throw out random bullshit topics and I would pop out a haiku. That actually made sense. So yeah, it, it was it was interesting and fun. And that's, you know, like the only thing I miss about school. <laughs> honestly the only thing i miss about school was having the free period to do all of my homework that way i could come home and play my super nintendo all day hmm. barry what do you have for geek roundtable what what cool projects are you working on and i think we lost her no moving Nope, nope, sorry. I forgot to uh, unmute Skype. But uh, uh, I guess um, trying to think of what... Yeah, I'm just working on uh, Cosplay of Himeko from Honkai Star Rail. So if anybody's been playing that game, yeah, it is another gacha game. Uh, uh, yeah, it does disappoint me that a lot of game styles are going in the gacha route, but, you know, that's, uh, that's give, just how it be sometimes. Give, so me, give, me I, your, give me your Honkai Star Rail code. I have a friend who's looking for people to play with. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's not really an MMO. It's but still, um, you know. like the only part of it that's MMO is basically that you can use the character for support. So like if they're a lower level than I am, then they can use my support character 
well, in their in their team for well, challenges and stuff, but it's not really well, a she, great MMO. I, 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 that's one thing I will say about MiHoYo. They can make really pretty games, but they don't do MMOs. They do they they do gotcha with maybe like a side of like oh you can have friends on here but we're not quite sure why you know well, so it's just yeah well you know what I mean she's I think she's looking for more people to talk about the game with and I haven't seen much so I'm like yeah well let me get you two connected something like that you know yeah 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 definitely and I, I think over I, my uh, I, my I, friend code yeah and I think she's also doing Honkai Star Rail cosplay at Otakon so. Oh. Oh, at Otakon? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I will, I'm I will, not sure if I'll be wearing Himeko there, but we'll see. Because I know I want to get the jacket done before I wear her, wear her. But she, she might be something I wear. I really haven't decided on my costumes, honestly. Um, you know, transporting myself to the mortal realm, is a, it's, a, it's a bit of effort uh, from the dreaming. So it's one of those things where I'm just not sure what to pack. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see. I haven't uh, cosplayed in a little while, and... Um, my mortal form has changed shape quite a bit, so yeah, I can't wear a lot of my old costumes anymore. Who's, um, wh whose mortal form hasn't changed? I mean, come right, on, exactly, exactly. Look, look. So, yeah, um, but I'm hoping to have some new costumes for it, but we'll see, we'll see. It's, I mean, it's the end of July, so mm -hmm. for those who haven't gotten their tickets yet, uh, I don't think you can get them mailed for free anymore, but uh, you probably want to get them soon and pre pre book your parking. Because if Casticon this year is a reflection of anything, um, it is a reflection that they will not have uh, guaranteed parking wherever you're going because yeah. it was insane. I'm, I'm, look, to go back to what I was saying before, the pandemic put anywhere between 30 to 50 pounds on people. The pandemic That's also fair. took 35 to 50 pounds off of people. Either or. I just got my letter here from the endocrinologist for my next appointment in August. Oh, something I forgot to mention, and I'm not sure if I did, and I'll get into this, and then I'll talk about my geek roundtable. I am actually on weight loss medication because, according to my doctors, I have put on more than the normal amount of weight I should have in the last two years. And for the most part, I really didn't notice it till I started buying larger size pants. So I was just like, the fuck? But anywho, downside, the good news is the medication has been approved. Downside is okay. they're out of stock because rich because of rich people. No, oh, is it is it that Ozempic one, the one that's kind of controversial? No, we got the. Oh, okay. Yeah, conventions are here. It's time to dress up like nerds, but that's the fun part. Very there nice. I love that uh that haiku. I, I, I would love to see Mako on stage doing slam poetry as um as Mandy from Grim Adventures. That would be great. I would love that. That would be so awesome. But um besides that, um I start I after finishing Love and Lies I picked up and watched a little bit more of Tokyo Mew Mew New, so I'm basically caught up with that, except for this week's episode. I kind of put Oshinoko on the back burner because that's one of those. Mm -hmm. It's it's I'm it's I'm doing it not because it's a I'm it's not a bad anime. I really enjoy it, but it's one of those where I need to watch two episodes at a time and let it all sink in before I go into the next episode. Not every anime you can you can um marathon like Love and Lies. I could do two, three episodes of that, and then, like, I need to let that sink in, and then watch another two, three episodes. So that's what I'm doing with Oshinoko. So, and 
which is a benefit because this anime season, I'm only following two shows, which I can finally start catching up with the prior season, but and I have like a bunch of those. So right now I am catching up with Bastard, um, Heavy Metal, Dark Fantasy, and oh my Ooh. god, if you thought the original was outlandish as fuck all, this, wow. I mean, the best way I could describe Dark Schneider is picture Deadpool. But Deadpool, not just as good at martial arts, he is good at high, all types of level of magic. And he's also a womanizer. That's basically Dark Schneider in a nutshell. And for those of you who, under, who don't know, Deadpool is not a womanizer. He respects women. I'm almost, I think I'm at episode 19, so I'm almost done with the first season because the second season is going to drop soon. So right after I finish this, my next uh, plan of attack is to watch um, uh, Trigun, uh, I think, Trigun Stampede. And Omnia Style says, we need a collab between Oshinoko and Zombieland Saga. I was thinking Oshinoko and Perfect Blue. That would be that would be a bit of a mind f. So, and also, it this is this is June. This is Pride. So as I've said prior episodes, we have that little Pride flag on our on, on our stream. For those of you who are listening and not watching, we have a Pride flag on our stream, and I put it there last year for Pride, and I just said, "Fuck it, it's just gonna stay all year round." There's absolutely no reason to not take it down, so it stays there. So, and one of the things I also like to do is I have pride shirts. I don't really post to the world that I'm an ally, a cis ally, because to be perfectly honest, us cis dudes need to shut the F up, step back, and let the LGBTQ squad handle business. We should just stand behind them for backup. That's it. That's what we should be doing. That's all it is. So I don't really post like I'm an ally, but people should know. And one of the ways that I show that I'm an ally is through the various geek shirts that I have. So, last week, I had a shirt that said, um, Pride Power Makeup. And it's basically all, all of the, except for Usagi's, all of the Sailor Moon Transformation wands put in color order in the style of the Pride flag, the traditional six-color bar one. So, I saw this other image on Amazon, on, on, on social, and I'm like, I need the shirt for this. This is I found it as a shirt. So I'm wearing a shirt that says, when someone attacks one party member, and on the bottom it says, we all roll for initiative. And on the shirt is five different D20s that represents different parts of the LGBTQ community. We have for minorities, um, the traditional uh, pride, we have bisexuals, uh, the trans flag and this other one down here, which I actually have no idea. I don't really know. I might be asexual. I'm not sure. It's all purple. Are you talking about the purple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's ace. 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 Okay, cool. All right, cool. Thank you. Right. Say what? Say what now? 
Oh, I said you're good. Okay. Yeah, I can drive. The funny thing is, there was an. I almost bought the wrong shirt, and it's in my cart. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, wait a minute. One of the D20s had an American flag on it. I was like, that's not the image of the shirt that I wanted. So I go back to the search results and go to the second one. Like, that's the one. And oh, thank you for the biddies, uh, wretched. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, Boz Double O Six says, "Did you post that shirt on your socials in the past week? Because I think I saw it." No. What you may have seen is people advertising the shirt itself through those fly by night T-shirt companies. Where if I come across a shirt by one of those companies, I track down the image and see who the, who is actually selling it and buy from them, so that the creator gets the royalties. Like there's an awesome Sailor Peach with the crown and all of that but I mostly saw this as an image and I was looking for a higher res quality and I discovered there's a shirt so I went out and I bought it now that we got that out the yeah. way we're gonna go ahead because and... there's that algorithm on Twitter that will make uh, t-shirts out of out of like most things which is wild to me no 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 you don't want to know what's wild I, 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 I'm not trying to pull the race card here, but it has to do with my people sometime. It's when my peoples get upset when there are white people wearing black themed shirts and stuff. Like, there was this big ruckus over a white family wearing shirts that said Melanin Poppin'. And they were like, we're going to F Walmart up. We're going to F Amazon up. Or we're going to go out. And I'm just like, y'all don't realize it's an algorithm. And I had to go looking for another shirt. Same family. I'm like, look. Same family. Different shirt. It's just an image overlay. That's all it is. It is not that serious. And as Bonzo will success, yeah, we be on some shit. And one more thing, and I'm going to get into the first article. I just saw that somebody get dragged horribly on Planet Ebogen. He basically said that Friday was not that great, wasn't even all that of a movie. Last I recall, there was at least over, over 500 comments, and about four, 490 of them were, were people commenting to drag him with comments, quotes, and appropriate uh, memes. It was a good day. So, anywho, we're going to get into our first story tonight. Called, It's about um, uh, the manga Blackjack that was originally done by Osamu Tezuka. It's an AI manga. Now, we've heard about this before. We've talked about AI on here before. How Hollywood and other people, they want to use more and more about AI. Here's the thing. You cannot... AI will never substitute a real person. That's going to take hundreds, if not thousands of years. AI is good for a guide to help you. If AI was a simulation to throw something, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect what AI is for. So, in this case, AI is being used for a manga. This new this new manga is co-produced by Tezuka Productions and AI, as I said. 
This new manga will launch in Akita Shoten's weekly Shonen Champion magazine. This falls as a part falls into line as a part of Tezuka 20 Tezuka 2023. It's a project to commemorate Blackjack's 50th anniversary. The AI is based on Chatbot Ch- ChatGPT4, which I think just out cuz I know some of the podcasts I listened to were talking about uh ChatGPT3, so you know. Anywho, the project utilizes technology developed under contract by the New Energy and Industrial Technology Development Corporations, NITO, a research and an R&D agency in Japan. Kale University's Faculty of Science and Technology professor Satoshi Kurihara and Tezuka Productions Makoto Tezuka, also known as Makoto Tezuka, which is a slightly different spelling, are also participating in the project. An earlier project, Tezuka 2020, launched a manga titled Python in February of that year that used AI to learn from the learn and imitate Tezuka's style. Tezuka's original blackjack manga centers around a brilliant maverick doctor who practices without a license. Tezuka published the manga Akita in Akita Shoten's Weekly Shonen Champion magazine from 1973 to 1984. The official Osamu Tezuka website describes the manga as this is a medical drama in which an unlicensed but gifted surgeon, Blackjack, is the main character. Endowed with an ex- excellent surgical technique, Blackjack always miraculously saves seriously ill patients and those who are on the verge of death. But he always claims an outrageous price for his surgery, which is why his presence is rejected in medical circles. Blackjack lives quietly in a clinic out in the deserted wilderness with his assistant, Pinoco, whose life he had saved. Patients whom other doctors have given up on come to see him every day. He represents their very last hope. The manga has inspired multiple anime adaptations as well as spin-offs from other creators. The manga also has inspired several Japanese live-action adaptations, including a film in 1977, a series in 1981, a video in 1996, a special in 2000, and another special in 2011. Now, here's a single shot for you. Blackjack. Dr. Stephen Strange without the mystical powers. And Dr. House. All in a room. And they're going through medical... And they're going to operate on somebody to save their life. There you go. How's that for a uh, five-part TV show? Can we add Doogie Howser into that? Yes, 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 we can. Okay. We can. Did you also want to throw Dr. Teeth in there as well? Maybe Dr. Who. Oh, God. I will only approve if it's the 12th Doctor. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. See the berry goes. Why not also Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman? Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna add all these doctors. Then we have to have one of the seven dwarves, because Doc has got to be there to you know oversee everything. Then. How about Doctor Phil for the consultation? I feel like you guys are getting a little too meta with this. Um, what about Dr. Drew? 
I would gotta have somebody that is, you know, the brains of things. Yeah, well, well have... yeah, I like chat. I like chat. Dr. Harleen Quinzel. I, yes. I mean, if yes. we're gonna go Dr. Harleen Quinzel, then we don't even need a Dr. Phil at that point. Shit. I don't even think we really would need Dr. Drew. <laughs> and then, yes. Chat's popping off. Yes, yes. And Bonzo said that he watched an old episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman this morning because he was too lazy to change the channel. I, I get like that. I'm too lazy to change the channel. Next thing you know, I'm watching hours of modern marvels or, um, Malcolm, what's that other show that we would just have there? What? How it's made? Yes. We would sit there and have that oh, on gosh. for hours. Yes. But see, that's not being too lazy to change the channel. That's watching something that's freaking interesting and not having to change the channel. But it starts out <laughs> being it's too lazy to change the channel. It starts off. Well, too lazy to change the channel is when you're watching something on, say, Food Network and, say, Paula Dean comes on and you just keep watching because, one, you're too lazy, and, two, it's train wreck. <laughs> oh god yeah it's a train wreck okay 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 all right all right how about this Michael? then we get into our ne into our next uh story paula dean versus the contessa um truthfully neither one of them but i like watching barefoot contessa more than paula dean and the winner has to take on the chick from, uh, has to take on Nadia G. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> My thing is, I think we should get all of the ones that just do nothing but drink and put them all together for a battle. Oh, God! <laughs> Survives it. I I once said, we, we, we need, um, uh, uh Robert Irvine, Gordon Ramsay, John Taffer, put them all in a room to do a to make over a rest a bar and restaurant. The entire episode would just be them just arguing with each other. I'd watch. I'd watch. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. We're gonna talk about Hello Kitty. Let's forget yeah. that. Yeah. So, that uh, for those of you that don't know, Hello Kitty's voice actress. Uh, also sings. So um, if you're very much into Hello Kitty and Sailor Moon, this one's for you guys. Uh, Hello Kitty sings the official cover of the Sailor Moon theme song, Moonlight Densetsu. Uh, and for those who know who's Hello Kitty, who Hello Kitty's voice actress is, this is two amazing covers in one. Hello Kitty and Sailor Moon are Japan's two greatest global ambassadors for this girlishly kawaii portion of the country's pop culture. And earlier this year, we saw the Sailor Senshi team up with Sanrio stars for some pajama party fun. And now their creative partnership has a treat for fans' ears as Hello Kitty herself performs an official cover of the original Sailor Moon opening theme, Moonlight Densetsu, or Moonlight Legend. As one of the most popular anime songs of all time, Moonlight Densetsu is something anime enthusiasts have heard dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands, of times. We've never heard it like this before, though, with Kitty-chan's cute, clear voice practically bursting with cheerful confidence, even as her characteristic pronunciation quirks make it sound like she's saying Tuki instead of Suki, Moon, and Junsho instead of Junjo, pure-hearted. Uh, watching the video, you might find yourself surprised to find Hello Kitty has some serious singing chops. 
or that might have been exactly what you were expecting. While Sanrio doesn't always publicize this fact, it's an open secret that Hello Kitty is voice is that of Megumi Hayashibara, who is uh, not only one of Japan's top anime voice actresses, but also one of the industry's top anime song voice vocalists for decades. Um, so basically, this is two covers in one, not just Hello Kitty-chan singing the song, but also Hayashibara too. As for the timing of the video's release, Friday was the Japanese premiere of Sailor Moon Cosmos, a two-part theatrical remake of Sailor Moon's Sailor Star's arc, in which Hayashibara voices Sailor Moon's latest and greatest foe, Sailor Galaxia. Also part of the Cosmos voice cast is Nana Mizuki, an anime voice acting and singing star in her own right. So maybe like we'll be music. hearing her rendition of the Sailor Moon song too at some point. For now though, we've got Hello Kitty's version of Moonlight Densetsu stuck in our heads, so it's time for a dozen re-listens. Okay, now, now before we continue on, the sheer number of people that have been asking if Sailor Moon Cosmos is on Netflix... My brothers and sisters in Christ. The movie just came out in Japan. Y'all gonna have to wait another two weeks for the second part. We're gonna have to wait about three to four months until we get it here. Ain't nobody got that on bootleg yet, alright? Y'all need to chill. Oh, holy crap! We just got raided! I wish I had that sound effect going, so... Oh, wow! That, that's cool. I, 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 I'm in a good mood. I'm in a very good mood. <laughs> you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see, now... Let, let me see if this would be a good one. Nah, that sucked. I'll have to save that for another time. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into our next story here. Um, I think it's uh Demon Slayer. Uh, yeah, yes, it is. Um, you know what? I think I just realized I did your story by accident. Yep. So you take the Demon Slayer one since you're the one that told me about it. So it's only fair. Okay. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so this is actually happening this Saturday in Times Square, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we have time just to see who ends up showing up. So Demon Slayer is actually going to be taking over Times Square this Saturday, and that is due to uh, celebrating the season's final episode, which will be airing on Sunday. Um, so this is a Crunchyroll special event mm. in honor of the last episode of Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village, uh, which will be, again, in New York Times Square. Fans will see Times Square lit up with the stunning visuals from the anime. This is going to be taking place on Saturday from 9 p.m. until 10 p.m., um, at which point you can basically go home and uh, wait up for the episode to air at 1.45. And it has been confirmed that this episode is going to be 70 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was kind of cool. You don't see very many 
anime like this yeah. that run the usual 22 minutes with commercial breaks or whatever have a 70 minute finale. You know, they might add on another 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, mm -hmm. but you're talking about a 70 minute finale. Um, so that's actually kind of cool. It's like a little mini movie, uh, which, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, they actually did this, I think, either for Comic-Con or Anime NYC for the release of One Piece Film Red. They did say it was for an hour and that was really cool. And a lot yeah, of people I came think... out for that. I think I think that was for Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the voice actors from from One Piece Film Red, uh, Sonny Strait, was there, and he posted pictures. So I think we'll be able to do it. And I expect after the final episode, not even that week, that they've already greenlit the next arc. We just have to wait another year for it. Is there another arc? I'm trying to. I thought the manga was actually completed. It is, yeah. I don't know if this anime season is that last arc from the manga or if there is one more. Um, Let's see. I I'm looking it up on fandom right now. There is... Wait, there's... All right. It's like, okay. Huh. We've gone through a lot of arcs already. If, I'm, if, if it's following the manga as is, after Swordsmith, it's... Hashira Training, Final Battle, Infinity Castle, and Sunrise Countdown. And the last two fall under Final Battle. So we could see, like, maybe two more seasons or, you know? Mm. I didn't realize the first two, like, the first season covered, every, final, like, Final Selection, Kidnappers, Asakusa, Sumi Mansion, and Mount Naga... Not a Gumo. I didn't know it handled all of that. And the Mugen Train arc was the movie, which in turn was still put in the episodes, which led right into Entertainment District arc. Mm -hmm. So that so I'm I I hope a lot of cosplayers come out for that because that's gonna be kind of fun. Yeah, I'd like to see everybody dressed up. I'm gonna actually tell uh, tell one of my friends about it and see if she will do it uh, show up, but. Given the time, she might not do the work or something thing like that. Is, um, what may compete with it is that Anime Next is this weekend. And yes, you you can you can say that. I know just from your face what it is you want to say, and that's perfectly fine. But not everybody feels that way. Yeah, I know. I know there are people who really enjoy Anime Next, and all I have to say is, fuck Anime Next. Simple as that. But I still think there will be people coming out for it anyway, so it may not be as big, but still. And it wouldn't surprise me if people leave the con to travel all the way up there and they go back. I've seen I've seen stranger things happen. Alright, so next up on the list is we're gonna talk about um an Akira Toriyama series. And that that is not Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z or GT. We're talking about Sandland. All right, let me update this. I didn't realize I forgot to run the, the timeline for Demon Slayer. We'll do it again. Let's update it for Sandland. Okay, so there is a known, there's a series called Sandland done by Akira Toriyama. It seems that Square Enix 
is turning it into an action R. No, not Square Enix. Bandai Namco is turning it into an action RPG. This was announced, I believe, earlier this week at Summer Game Fest that it's produced that's going to be an action RPG. It's going to come out for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and PC via Steam. Even though it says PS4 and PS5, it's probably going to come out for Xbox uh, One as well. And generally, with if you buy it, if it says Series S and X on it, it's going to download the updated version anyway. The comp- the company known as ILCA is developing the game. The description of the game is this. Dive into a desert world where both humans and demons suffer from extreme water shortage. Play as and wa- play as and watch the fiend prince Beelzebub, Sheriff Rao, and Demon Thief set off an adventure in search of legendary spring hidden in the desert. Introducing himself as a super evil fiend, Beelzebub has a pure heart like a little boy, but has superhuman strength and telepathic abilities. Rao, a small town sheriff, seeks the aid of demons to save all of Sandland from the water shortage. Thief a wise old demon with thieving abilities also accompanies Beelzebub and Rao on their adventure. Sounds cool. You're playing as Beelzebub and players will be able to explore a vast world accompanied by his unlikely group of demons and humans. Whether roaming in various vehicles or traveling by foot, players will encounter dangers as well as helpful characters they meet in the vast desert while uncovering Sandland's many secrets. Vehicular and character combat is a big part of the action in the game. Players will have access to a variety of vehicles that they can customize and equip with loadouts to traverse the desert, overcome obstacles, and take on a diverse assortment of mighty foes. This sounds like a great game, and I have this penchant of buying anime JRPGs, anime action-adventure games. But you know what? I'm probably going to wait till this game drops to about 30 bucks if it comes up at the retail price of 69 I do understand inflation and so forth. But I, unless it's like a dire need game, I'm not paying retail for it. But still, I've seen the trailer. I really am impressed by it. So I am looking forward to checking this game out. I'm just kind of surprised that this is actually becoming it. That's being a video game based on it. Well, I mean, it has a manga. It has an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was just kind of the next point of that true and on the plus side it could show for people that are like they're like akira toriyama does stuff besides dragon ball yes boys and girls he does things besides dragon ball yeah he actually does games too i know <laughs> really good popular games Mm-hmm. all right uh Barry's going to tell us about Creepy Mammy and the 40th Anniversary Tour. Yeah! For those of you who've been in on the Magical Girl vibes, that's Creepy Mammy. And um, it's, yeah, I'd say it's one of my favorite Magical Girl anime. Uh, it's going through its 40th anniversary, and it's going on tour to Hard Rock Cafe. Hmm. If you're a true music icon and you get wrapped at the Hard Rock Cafe, uh, the multinational restaurant train is, chain is known for its iconic decor, musical theme, and collectible merch. Thus, uh, the restaurant's locations across Japan will be celebrating a true musical legend for her 40th anniversary. Uh, Magical Angel Creamy Mammy, Studio Pierros 1983 anime series, will be collaborating with the two Hard Rock Cafe locations starting later this month for a limited time. 
Diners can choose from two colorful and non-alcoholic cream sodas, the Creamy Angel and the Magical Star, inspired by the show's transforming heroine. Naturally, there will be merch on offer, including tote bags and tees, which will be also available on the online shop. I hope that maybe they are world or global available, but I highly doubt it, or the importation fees are probably going to be unreasonable. But you can also pick up collectible enamel pins designed for the collaboration, a different one for each restaurant, and each restaurant will only have 300 of this respective pin available. Mm. I imagine that the secondhand market is going to be going gaga for these, so if you want to get in on this, it starts on June 17th, and it will be available until the end of the month. Sounds good, and I just posted this on my friend uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Pocky Princess Darcy. Who has cosplayed Creamy Mammy a couple times? And I believe I've taken pictures of her somewhere in, on the Anime Jam Session Facebook page. She's going to be kind of surprised to see that. What else we have here? And now we're going to kind of wrap up the news portion of the show about Sailor Moon Cosmos. Yeah, so for those that don't quite remember the first part of cosmos came out in japan on june 9th the first part of that ended with a 60 second trailer for the second part the website introduced the clip as um kind of spoilery but wait hold on hold on hold on i'm invoking there's no such thing as spoiler clause here. Sailor Moon is going on 40 years. Yeah, wait, wait, I know. Wait, wait. And this is kind of in the old anime as well. Yes. So. And the manga has been out a lot. I think we all if I think we all know what happens next. And even if you don't know, you're gonna find out one way or another. Yeah, so okay, so I'll I'll go over the the introduction for the clip. So the website that it was posted on uh, says her friends who were supposed to have been erased by the galaxy's most powerful enemy, Sailor Galaxia, uh, along with her lover, Tuxedo Mask, Mamoru Chiba, stand before Eternal Sailor Moon with cold eyes. Sailor Moon despairs at the unexpected words and actions of her friends who have believed in and supported each other against all odds but still stand up for the future of the galaxy. What will be the outcome of the battle against Sailor Galaxia? And what will be the final answer that Sailor Moon chooses? Please come to the theater to see the conclusion of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon as it is finally depicted. So yeah, so the second part will be out on June 30th. And for those that actually know what that date is, you'll know why it was done on June 30th. Mm-hmm. So, I still say Sailor Moon should have been, all, all, all the arcs should have been done together in a 100-episode TV series. Only because if you, if you read the manga, it is dark. And it goes through pretty quickly. And not everyone gets like full character development. Whereas that does happen in the anime due to the fact that there are filler episodes. I would have thought that, you know, with them going back to the manga and Naoko Takeuchi advising 
to do this and do that to kind of fill things out to kind of streamline stuff. Again, we talked about how they added extra information regarding the Shinteno in Season 1, which I thought was a great thing to do. So. And Omnia Sile caught it. Congratulations. He figured out what um June 30th is. So I think we can give a little uh, bit of uh, congratulations for that. I think that works. Now that we got that out the way, we're, we're going to go into the part of the show that y'all really like and stick around for. Uh, meanwhile, in Japan, uh, we do have four different stories. We may not read all four, but we'll go with the most interesting ones that we have here. So, um, I, I'm, I'm going to take the, uh, the burger story. I'm going to do a quickie for both of the first two. Okay. And you there, Barry? Oh, oh, I was, I, I, I did not realize I was muted. Um, uh, I was going to say, I, I would be calling it the first two, but Mako got them already. So I will take the, um, I guess I will take the fourth one. Okay. Don't worry, you're not the only person that's actually muted themselves while talking. It happens. No, it's okay. Also, Barry, I believe you have shell-shocked one of my friends. What do you mean? Wait, why? What happened? I told her you might be bringing Himeko to Otakon as she responded with the jaw-drop emote. Who is that? My friend, oh my god, I'm so out of touch. My friend Eric, I was mentioning it to you earlier. George who? George who? Erica. Her name is Erica. Oh, no, no, no. I know Erica, but I'm saying, like, what emote, though? Because yeah. I don't think I know that emote. It's like Never. the, the open, open wide sort of jaw drop uh, icon emote. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really need to get working on uh, it, but. Pikachu face kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, the Pikachu face. Yeah, there we Pikachu go. Pikachu shock, yeah. Yay! Okay. So. Go for um, it. Last week, Playboy Japan got a brand new model. Uh, unfortunately, she doesn't exactly exist. So I is a pretty common name for models in Japan because it is the word for love. However, this particular I is uh, for AI, uh, who is the newest model being promoted by Japanese publisher Shueisha. But oh. while it was given to her by Shueisha, the publisher didn't make that decision just because they hope people will fall in love with her, but because her images are generated by AI. So last Monday, she made her debut in the latest issue of Weekly Playboy magazine, which is a completely separate entity from America Playboy magazine. Uh, Weekly Playboy uh, is usually best known for photo spreads of models in swimsuits, lingerie, and other revealing outfits. This is Japan people. They don't do full nudes. Um, so, yeah. So they do list her as being um, 157 centimeters, which is 61 and 
61.8 inches, being born in Tokyo. And they go through, you know, about 50 pages of digital imaging for the album titled um, Umaratate, Umaratate, which is just born. Hmm. Um, So, you know, it goes through and, you know, there are some people that are happy and then there are some people that are not. Um, and come to this week, just five days ago, and she's already been fired. Whoops. Yeah, so I was billed as being stuffed full of men's ideals and concurrent with her appearance in a photo spread from Weekly Playboy. Shueisha revealed a digital photo album for her titled To Just Born. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, um, while this stuff has been gradually spreading on social media and Mm. websites, I represented the first high-profile attempt by a Japanese publisher to turn an AI model into a commercial venture. Uh, Shueisha has made the decision to swiftly and completely cancel sales of her photo album as well as any other projects involving her that were in the works. Because no small number of people took issue with I and what she was. So Shueisha says, since the issue of Weekly Playboy in which she appears and her digital photo album went on sale, we have heard many opinions. And our editorial department has re-examined the project. As a result, considering the image creation process, the editorial department has concluded that its examination of the points of debate and potential problems of generative AI have not been sufficiently examined. Looking ahead to the likelihood of a deepening worldwide debate on the commercialization of AI-generated content, we feel that this requires more careful consideration. As a result, we will be ending sales of the digital photo album. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, made on. Ju- uh, I'm, I'm gonna guess that this should be June seventh and not July seventh. Um, and this was made at 11 a.m. and that only gave those that wanted to do any more purchasing a couple of hours to do so before all of the accounts were deleted. While not specifically mentioned in the statement, uh, the hurdle in the manner which AI creates images is one of the issues. Many programs capable of generating high quality images do so by using pre-existing images as initial inputs, raising the question of what sort of ownership claims the creators of those original images have over the AI's output. Even if she doesn't actually exist, the love for her that sprouts in your heart is real, Suesha proudly said when announcing her debut, and now fans of her short-lived career will have to apply that sentiment to their memories as well. But we do have one question from our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Omnia set wants to know if she had six fingers. I don't know if this is the one that was a picture of her with six fingers or not. I, I know that there was 
one going around where the model had six fingers and nobody caught it. It's uh, and see the beery says photo girl eye. Okay, fair. It's just that you know when you see you could usually tell it's eye generated because it looks too surreal, or there is more. They have more than five fingers. Yeah, I mean there's there's a huge difference if you're going to put your own art into an AI generator and have it generate stuff based off of your own style. That's one thing. You want to do whatever you want to do with that, that's fine. I I still think that it's cheaping out of things, but mm-hmm. if it gets your, you know, if it gets your creative juices flowing, that's the important part of it. But when you're just taking pictures off of the internet and and putting them into something like this, and then it starts generating things off of somebody else's style, that's when AI gets very damaging. Um, Yeah, I have a lot of very strong opinions about AI artwork as an artist and creative and myself. So uh, I definitely could go off on a tangent, but to put it shortly, um, uh, aggregating websites things like Google, Adobe, any any website that's causing you a cost to pay for the supplies and even the ones that are free, um, if their aggregate data or images are from the open uh, web, including images that have been requested to be taken off, um, aggregated lists or aggregated groups, um, or coming from artists that have not given consent to be in those kind of collections of data, um, I I'm, it's very upsetting because it is the same to me as exposure. Um, also, it, for the people that are using AI artwork and not disclosing it or um, are using the AI artwork and um, selling it or saying it's commissions, um, the false advertising ad- aspect to it, and also like the creepy side of it where um, people are using it to emulate others' identities or... Uh, in this case, create a fake Sona, which became this AI. Uh, I get it, but there are stipulations to it that end up coming to me across more creepy than anything. Um, because like in this article, talking about I in general, um, there's like, it, she's an AI gravure model. For those of you who don't know what gravure is, it's basically softcore. Um, it's kind of risque. So think like sports magazines and that kind of modeling. Um the way that people or netizens are talking about it is like no scandals, no scheduling problems, no talent agency problems, no appearance fees. Sounds good. So that's just like another form of exploitation, which doesn't sit well with me either. And I feel like as we develop our AI world and we get closer to AI, there's going to have to be a lot of moral compasses that we as a society face and a lot of moral stipulations we deal with when dealing with artists and art as a whole uh, in in cooperation or collaboration with AI. Anyway, that's it. And the thing is, it's not just the art medium for, you know, physical art and graphic art. They're doing it now for vocal art. Yep, that's creepy. It's creepy AF, man. It's creepy as hell. we, We know a lot of voice actors and to have them start talking about how they have found you know, quote unquote fan projects where somebody has taken their work off of the series, put that voice work 
from that series into this AI generator so that they can have the characters say whatever the hell they want to. Yeah, I mean, also... they've done now, right? They've done now fan series of these, you know, other animated series, and you know, this is that person's voice voicing their character and they could be saying whatever they want to and that's going to start getting these people in trouble under their own contracts yeah and here's the thing a lot of the sites where you can upload the voices they're just they just say we're here as an educational training and this and that. they put those those exploits you know those those disclaimers there so that they're covered well you know but that's yeah but here's the thing it, just because it's like you, a lot of the yeah. people that stipulate like oh i'd beat you up in minecraft you know they give this stipulation so they have the gray area to kind of say whatever they want without the you know repercussions to their actions but at the same time they're still doing the actions it doesn't doing the action doesn't make you free from repercussions for right. this action yeah there, you may have gotten it yeah there is a level of responsibility you have to take a part of and exactly, um, yep, exactly. and says, I heard people are already selling eye prints and artist alleys at cons. That's no different from somebody selling bootleg copies of anime mm -hmm. and TV mm -hmm. shows in artist alley. I've seen people selling like CDs and DVD ROM, uh, discs of of ROMs with the emulator to, on it. I yeah. you know, and that's a, and there's no different for people who are taking art print like. I know this was going on for a little bit. There's somebody who was taking like other people's art prints and converting it to some type of metal print and selling them, you know? It's yeah. Yeah. Or putting like a filter over it where it made it look mm -hmm. more like a painting or like right. a sketchy thing right. or like um, some of those images of celebrities that were going around at the, like the big like wizard world conventions or something where the mm -hmm. guy had like just literally put like a splatter was like graffiti splatter effect over like images of Deadpool and Joker and stuff and was selling those prints at a convention calling them like derivative works or something I was just like are you serious bro are you joking and the problem is the problem is he actually had a market for it because he was selling them super cheap because he didn't actually put the labor into actually making the art yeah, and also so, yeah also it's like when you would it's like I mentioned about shirts earlier like you can go on certain t-shirt sites and see that there are people who are reselling, who have their designs that they're selling on one t-shirt site, somebody can come along, steal the image, and put it on their site and sell it for like $5 less. But, and that's what I was talking about earlier with the Twitter bot situation, yeah. because there's the t-shirt uh, algorithm where there's actually just bots that will be scrolling through Twitter looking for images that have been posted and if somebody in the Twitter replies says like oh I'd love to see this on a t-shirt they literally post underneath like oh you can buy the t-shirt here yeah. for $10 it's yeah. like it doesn't mm -hmm. even benefit the artist the original artist yep. and so a lot of these people have been playing this by putting copyright materials in the artwork and 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 playing the bots to try and and trick them so that they play themselves and basically put like Mickey Mouse or like you know all these other IP you know uh, yeah. presenting things I mean, that's that's happened to me too you know but i'm just like i know it's not them and also they're putting people when they're doing fan arts they're putting their their copyrights like right across it so if a, yeah if a, if a, if a crawler now. comes through and grabs the image and you buy the shirt from them you're gonna buy the shirt with the awesome image along with a giant copyright right across the front of it yeah that's you that's on you so now but anyway we're gonna talk about 
In and Out. It's a popular West Coast uh, burger chain with some with some locations in the Midwest, and I hope they make their way to the East Coast because it's been way too long since I've had it. And I know everyone says it's overrated, this but I enjoyed it for when I was there. Okay, I I liked it. Damn you. So, as it goes, Japan's traditional cuisine is heavy on rice and fish, but that doesn't mean the country doesn't all doesn't also deeply appreciate a good burger. We have domestic chains such as Moss Burger, which has branches across the country. Japan's burger-loving population has also found room in their hearts and stomachs for chains such as Mickey D's, Burger King, and Carl's Jr. However, Japan has a long has been long denied the pleasure of America's best regional burgers, Southern California's In-N-Out. Known for its deceptively simple, seeming, but secretly complex, customizable menu and focus on fresh, high-quality ingredients, In-N-Out's burgers are a delicious but emotionally bittersweet memory for Japan-based U.S. expats and Japanese locals who have had a chance to eat them while traveling in the States. Which is why there's going to be a pop-up store in downtown Tokyo. The venue for the location will be at Goblin Ibisu Hall, the branch of the Goblin Event Space Studio chain located next to Tokyo's fashionable Ibisu neighborhood. Internet will have an extremely basic looking menu of hamburgers, cheeseburgers, and the double-double, which is what the chain calls a double cheeseburger, with supplementation of very open secret hidden menu options, which is kind of cool. It is not clear if the full lineup of customizations will be offered in Tokyo, but Goblin Tweet does mention animal-style burger and protein-style burger, which denote a mustard-cooked patty and bun replacing le- replacing lettuce wraps, respectively. There's really only one thing to be sad about this year, is that the location will only be open for one day only. And it already happened last week, June 7th, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Hopefully, this is a sign that the chain is thinking about finally opening a branch in Japan, but for now, burger fans will want to get to Ebisu ASAP. They were only open for like four hours. I would have expected this would have been like a two-week thing with a limited time, time, you know? Yeah, I am surprised that it was for such a short amount of time, yep. given Japan's own pop-up cafes and things like that. But this might have just been a publicity stunt kind of thing. Wouldn't surprise me. So it's like, hey, you know, here, we're going to be here for four hours, and, you know, maybe if they sell out, we'll do this again in another town. Yeah, I can see that. Let me close these out, because I have too many doggone windows open. Go ahead and wrap up the show. No. Sounds good. Oh, wait. I just... Sorry. Sorry. I am I am really off my game tonight. Are. That is okay. I should have eaten my Wheaties. <laughs> Your Wheaties? Is that what you said? Yes, I should have eaten my Wheaties. That's what I should have done. Okay. All right. I... My, Barry, I am so sorry. Please, our final story of the night. Oh, that's totally okay. Okay, so we do want to do the last story then. Yes, Alrighty. yes, please. 
So uh, if you are getting ready to head to Japan, as we know many of you are planning to, you degenerate weebs, hey. uh, Kyoto wants to add charges for the tourists to use city buses. Uh, too many riders and not enough riders is both cited as reasons to plan to charge visitors more than residents. Is this New York City? Oh, wait, no, this is Japan. <laughs> um, compared to other large Japanese cities, Kyoto City Center has remarkably little rail service, with no train lines running through the downtown area and only two subway lines. If you want to get somewhere in Kyoto using public transportation, oftentimes buzzes, bu buzzes, ooh, bees, bees are your only option. No, <laughs> the bees! Sorry, oftentimes buses are your only option. That option might be getting more expensive, though, for a lot of people, as Kyoto's municipality and their government is seeking permission to start charging tourists higher prices than locals for using the city buses. There seem to be two somewhat contradictory purposes for the plan. In an interview with Jap Japan's Kansai TV, Kyoto Mayor Daisaku Karokawa said the primary objective for the proposal is reducing crowding on the city-operated buses in Kyoto. We want to improve the level of comfort in both residents' lifestyle and sightseeing. Harukawa said, raising the price for tourists is not itself the goal, but rather how to address overcrowding, and this is one way to do so. When asked, is the goal to obtain more money from tourists, Karakawa replied, not at all. Hmm. I feel like that is a smug kitty face on that mare. Anyway. Uh, however, in its document outlining the proposal, Kyoto City Transportation Bureau cites a 14.2% drop in Kyoto City bus ridership since the start of the pandemic, as well as having been operating in the red for the past three years, among the justifications for introducing higher bus fares for tourists. Taken by itself, raising the rates would decrease ridership even more, but ostensibly, the Kyoto City Transportation Bureau feels that it will be offset, revenue-wise, by overall increases in numbers of travelers as Japan continues to move towards the post-pandemic environment, and higher fares are collected from those tourists who are riding the buses. The proposal follows an announcement in March that Kyoto will be stopping sales of its one-day unlimited ride bus passes, which have been popular with tourists for years. Oh, that's very disappointing and disheartening. Um, I was in Kyoto in 2019, and uh, I definitely did uh, use those, those unlimited bus passes, and they were like a lifesaver. But it's worth noting that the revised system would not only charge higher prices for travelers visiting Japan from abroad, but also Japanese citizens and residents visiting from other parts of the country. Even people living in other parts of Kyoto Prefecture would be subject to the higher rates. As the proposal divides riders into two groups, Kyoto City residents and tourists. As to how the new pricing system would be impl implemented, one idea the Bureau is discussing is a special cash cashless payment IC card for residents linked to government-issued My Number ID cards tied to the holder's home address, which would charge the lower of the two fares. Another is designing designating certain vehicles in the fleet as tourist buses, which would ostensibly charge the higher rate to all passengers, though it's unclear how or if that would prevent tourists from riding non-tourist buses and paying the lower rate. I'm sorry, but if I were a tourist and I had friends who lived in that area, I would just be like, so hey friend, can you hook me up with a card there? Um, I'm sorry, I've already worked it out, y'all. Mm. Big brain moves! Yep, yep. Big brain moves. Anyway, the biggest potential roadblock for the plan, though, is that under current laws, the bus network is prohibited for unreasonable and unfair rate 
discrepancies. It's unclear whether a tourist surcharge for public transportation would fall under that category, and so the Kyoto government has submitted its proposal to the national government's Ministry of Land Infrastructure, Transport, and Tourism, seeking clarification as to whether or not the two-tiered pricing system would be legally allowed. Yeah, this sounds like a hot mess on a hot road. See, I mean, now some way similar it's like when you're driving between states or you're going down the pikes and stuff and you're and depending on the time of day you're paying a higher rate whereas it's so different from when you're taking mass transit and going through depending on what time of the day it's in the direction a higher rate see that you can do because all you do is set up a scheduled system and be like this side or that side this however uh, I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. Now, here's the thing. If they go with the whole visitors, like, RFID badge or whatever, just tack on there a like, $5 or 500 yen fee, then that's it. Then you just pay the regular cost like everybody else. I think that works out better. And don't mind me if you look at if you look at me on the stream here. I thought somebody had um knocked on my window on my uh, door frame just now, but that's coming from upstairs. So okay, yeah, I'm just like, wait, what? You know, because the thing is, if you notice, I have new dark curtains over here to kind of offset the like the white around here. So kind of make kind of make like the lighting here pop a little bit more. So you know, but I didn't realize how dark it was. So I really can't see through sometimes. And it's like honestly, if I have that door open, I'm just like, wait, what? But then again, in this neighborhood, barely nobody walks through here, and I should be able to see somebody from the window up front here. But you know what? Enough about that. I think it's time to wrap up the show and call it a night officially this time. All righty. Okay. All right. So if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it, what we like and don't like. And I would tell you that up front. So if you have any questions about the show, please drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will find our weekly podcasts, anime reviews, editorials, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, links to our YouTube page of convention uh, coverage, links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to take our podcast on the go. You will find our podcast on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Over 500 episodes, 10 years of great content. Please check it out. And what's great is that these apps will have a section for leaving reviews. So if you can leave us a review, we'd love that even more. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Anime Jam Session. Follow us on those so you know when we're going live, when videos are going up, photos are going up, so much more. And we couldn't have all this without Joe, so we thank you so much for being fans of the show. And don't forget our tip jar. 
If you participate with us live here on Twitch, there's a link below to our stream elements and our Ko-Fi pages if you want to throw some cash at us. Or you can also gift, get, subscribe to the channel or give out a gift sub or cheer us on with bits. We love all of that too. We really appreciate that left and right. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I have so much to do before tomorrow night. Last words, Barry. And a big thank you again for those who rated and gave biddies to the stream tonight. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And I wish you the sweetest of dreams. My last words. My new mouse is coming tomorrow and I can't wait. I am slapping harder and more on the left click and the middle click went out on me. So I'm like, yeah, no. And I had to write out my rent check because I totally forgot. So, whoops. So that is it. And end of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Ari will be here. Hopefully you'll be here with us too. So, Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Barry Mellon. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night. Isn't somebody supposed to say good night? Uh, I'm good night. I'm sleep tight. <laughs> Don't let the demons bite. Oh God, say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We're getting out of here. I, I I think Barry is. I think they're done for tonight. So good night, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> good night, y'all. See you all next week. of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!